tale of the ungrateful man by anonymous translated by the reverend charles swan this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil Schempf. tale of the ungrateful man vitalis a noble venetian one day at a hunting party fell into a pit which had been dug to catch wild animals he passed a whole night and day there and i will leave you to imagine his dread and his agony the pit was dark vitalis ran from one side of it to the other in hope of finding some branch or root by which he might climb its sides and get out of his dungeon but he heard such confused and extraordinary noises growlings and hissings and plaintive cries that he became half dead with terror and crouched in a corner motionless awaiting death with the most horrid dismay on the morning of the second day he heard some one passing near the pit and then raising his voice he cried out with the most dolorous accent help help draw me out of this i am perishing a peasant crossing the forest heard this cry at first he was frightened but after a moment or two taking courage he began to approach the pit and asked who had called a poor huntsman answered vitalis who has passed a long night and day here help me out for the love of god help me out and i will recompense you handsomely i will do what i can replied the peasant then masakio such was the name of the peasant took a hedge-bill which hung at his girdle and cutting a branch of a tree strong enough to bear a man listen huntsman said he to what i am going to say to you i will let down this branch into the pit i will fasten it against the sides and hold it with my hands and by pulling yourself out by it you may get free from your prison good answered vitalis ask me anything you will and it shall be granted i ask for nothing said the peasant but i am going to get married and you may give what you like to my bride so saying masakio let down the branch he soon felt it heavy and the moment after a monkey leapt out of the pit he had fallen like vitalis and had seized quickly on the branch of masakio it was the devil surely which spoke to me from the pit said masakio running away in a fright do you abandon me then cried vitalis in a lamentable accent my friend my dear friend for the love of the lord for the love of your mistress draw me out of this i beg i implore you i will give her wedding gifts i will enrich you i am the lord vitalis a rich venetian do not let me die of hunger in this horrible pit masakio was touched by these prayers he returned to the pit let down another branch and a lion jumped out making the woods echo with his roar of delight oh certainly certainly it was the devil i heard said masakio and fled away again but stopping short after a few paces he heard again the piercing cries of vitalis oh god oh god he cried to die of hunger in a pit will no one then come to my help whoever you may be i implore you return let me not die when you can save me i will give you a house and a field and cows and gold all that you can ask for save me save me only masakio thus implored could not help returning he let down the branch 
and a serpent hissing joyously sprang out of the pit masakio fell on his knees half dead with fear and repeated all the prayers he could think of to drive away the demon he was only brought to himself by hearing the cries of despair which vitalis uttered will no one help me said he ah then must i die oh god oh god he wept and sobbed in a heart-breaking manner it is certainly the voice of a man for all that said masakio oh if you are still there said vitalis in the name of all that is dear to you save me that i may die at least at home and not in this horrible pit i can say no more my voice is exhausted shall i give you my palace at venice my possessions my honors i give them all and may i die if i forfeit my word life life only save only my life masakio could not resist such prayers and mingled with such promises he let down the branch again ah here you are at last said he seeing vitalis come up yes said he and uttering a cry of joy he fainted in the arms of masakio masakio sustained him assisted him and brought him to himself then giving him his arm let us said he quit this forest but vitalis could hardly walk he was exhausted with hunger eat this piece of bread said masakio and he gave him some which he took out of his wallet my benefactor my saviour my good angel said vitalis how can i ever sufficiently recompense you you have promised me a marriage portion for my bride and your palace at venice for myself said masakio but vitalis now began to regain his strength yes certainly i will give a portion to your wife my dear masakio and i will make you the richest peasant of your village where do you live at capalata in the forest but i would willingly quit my village to establish myself at venice in the palace you have promised me here we are out of the forest said vitalis i know my road now thank you masakio but when shall i come for my palace and the portion for my intended returned the peasant when you will said the other and they separated vitalis went to venice and masakio to capalata where he related his adventure to his mistress telling her what a rich portion she was to have and what a fine palace she was to live in the next day early he set out for venice and asked for the palace of signor vitalis went straight to it and told the domestics that he should come shortly with his mistress in a fine carriage to take possession of the palace which the signor vitalis had promised to give him masakio appeared to those who heard him mad and vitalis was told that there was a peasant in his hall who asked for a marriage portion and said the palace belonged to him let him be turned out immediately said vitalis i know him not the valets accordingly drove him away with insults and masakio returned to his cottage in despair without daring to see his mistress at one corner of his fireplace was seated the monkey at the other corner the lion and the serpent had twisted itself in spiral circles upon the hearth masakio was seized with fear the man has driven me from his door thought he and the lion will certainly devour me the serpent sting me and the monkey laugh at me and this will be my reward for saving them from the pit but the monkey turned to him with a most amicable grimace the lion vibrating gently his tail came and licked his hand like a dog caressing his master 
and the serpent unrolling its ringy body moved about the room with a contented and grateful air which gave courage to masaccio poor animals said he they are better than the signor vitalis he drove me like a beggar from the door ah with what pleasure i would pitch him again into the pit and my bride whom i thought to marry so magnificently i have not a stick of wood in my wood-house not a morsel of meat for a meal and no money to buy any the ungrateful wretch with his portion and his palace thus did masaccio complain meanwhile the monkey began to make significant faces the lion to agitate his tail with great uneasiness and the serpent to roll and unroll in circles with great rapidity then the monkey approaching his benefactor made him a sign to follow and led him into the wood-house where was regularly piled up a quantity of wood sufficient for the whole year it was the monkey who had collected this wood in the forest and brought it to the cottage of masakio masakio embraced the grateful ape the lion then uttering a delicate roar led him to a corner of the cottage where he saw an enormous provision of game two sheep three kids hares and rabbits in abundance and a fine wild boar all covered with the branches of trees to keep them fresh it was the lion who had hunted for his benefactor masakio patted kindly his mane and you then said he to the servant have you brought me nothing art thou a vitalis or a good and honest animal like the monkey and the lion the serpent glided rapidly under a heap of dried leaves and reappeared immediately rearing itself superbly on its tail when masakio saw with surprise a beautiful diamond in its mouth a diamond cried masakio and stretched forth his hand to stroke caressingly the serpent and take its offering masakio then set out immediately for venice to turn his diamond into money he addressed himself to a jeweller the jeweller examined the diamond it was of the finest water how much do you ask for it said he two hundred crowns said masakio thinking his demand to be great it was hardly the tenth part of the value of the stone the jeweller looked at masakio and said to sell it at that price you must be a robber and i arrest you it is not worth so much give me less said masakio i am not a robber i am an honest man it was the serpent that gave me the diamond but the police now arrived and conducted him before the magistrate there he recounted his adventure which appeared to be a mere fairy vision yet as the signor vitalis was implicated in the story the magistrate referred the affair to the state inquisition and masakio appeared before it relate to us your history said one of the inquisitors and lie not or we will have you thrown into the canal masakio related his adventure so said the inquisitor you saved the signor vitalis yes noble signors and he promised you a marriage portion for your bride and his palace at venice for yourself yes noble signors and he drove you like a beggar from his door yes noble signors let the signor vitalis appear said the same inquisitor vitalis appeared do you know this man signor vitalis said the inquisitor no i know him not replied vitalis the inquisitors consulted together this man said they speaking of masaccio is evidently a knave and a cheat he must be thrown into prison signor vitalis 
you are acquitted then making a sign to an officer of police take that man said he to prison masakio fell on his knees in the middle of the hall noble signors noble signors said he it is possible that the diamond may have been stolen the serpent who gave it me may have wished to deceive me it is possible that the ape the lion and the serpent may all be an illusion of the demon but it is true that i saved signor vitalis signor vitalis turning to him i ask you not for the marriage portion for my bride nor for your palace of marble but say a word for me suffer me not to be thrown into prison do not abandon me i did not abandon you when you were in the pit noble signors said vitalis bowing to the tribunal i can only repeat what i have already said i know not this man has he a single witness to produce at this moment the whole court was thrown into fear and astonishment for the lion the monkey and the serpent entered the hall together the monkey was mounted on the back of the lion and the serpent was twined round the arm of the monkey on entering the lion roared the monkey spluttered and the serpent hissed ah these are the animals of the pit cried vitalis in alarm signor vitalis resumed the chief of inquisitors when the dismay which this apparition had caused had somewhat diminished you have asked where were the witnesses of masakio you see that god has sent them at the right time before the bar of our tribunal since then god has testified against you we should be culpable before him if we did not punish your ingratitude your palace and your possessions are confiscated and you shall pass the rest of your life in a narrow prison and you continued he addressing himself to masakio who was all this time caressing the lion the monkey and the serpent since a venetian has promised you a palace of marble and a portion for your bride the republic of venice will accomplish the promise the palace and the possessions of vitalis are thine you said he to the secretary of the tribunal draw up an account of all this history that the people of venice may know through all generations that the justice of the tribunal of the state inquisition is not less equitable than it is rigorous masakio and his wife lived happily for many years afterwards in the palace of vitalis with the monkey the lion and the serpent and masakio had them represented in a picture on the wall of his palace as they entered the hall of the tribunal the lion carrying the monkey and the monkey carrying the serpent end of tale of the ungrateful man by anonymous translated by the reverend charles swan